Good morning, everyone. And welcome to worship on Sunday, the 15th of August with Paisley St. George's. Now, there are a number of intimations this morning. But firstly, it's good to see folks sitting, being able to sit a wee bit nearer to one another. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But firstly, I'd like to welcome Maria to lead our music this morning. Maria, it is good to have you with us away up there. And as I've said, you'll have noticed the seating distance has been reduced to one metre, except within the north transept. The north transept is the area to my left, where we ask that the distance is maintained at two metres. And while the distancing has been reduced, the need to wear face coverings remains. And we are getting back to normal. So as we get back to normal, we're needing more folks to volunteer to help with the beetling duties. If you feel that this is something that you could help with, then please speak to a member of the Session Clark team. Secondly, our choir is growing a bit and is always looking for new members. So if you are a singer or you enjoy singing, practices take place in the Session House here at Cossyside on Thursdays at 7.30pm and you will be made most welcome. On Saturday, the 4th of September, the Outreach Centre will be open as part of Doors Open Day. Stephen Clancy is looking for four or five volunteer stewards to help out between 10 and 4.30pm to talk to visitors and to help with tea, coffee, juice, etc. The Glenburn Heritage Group drop-in sessions are starting this Friday, the 20th of August, from 2 till 4pm. And again, Stephen is... Clancy is trying to build a small team of members to come along and support anyone coming along each week. If you can help with either or both of these, please speak to Stephen. For those of you who don't know, Stephen is the person up in the gallery who most of you can't see, but who records worship for us Sunday by Sunday. So that's, the, that's your man if you can help out at either of these events. All sections of the Boys' Brigade will start back from Tuesday the 24th and Friday the 27th of August. The anchors meet on Tuesday from 6 until 7.15pm and they are for Primary 1 to Primary 3. The Juniors for P4 to P6 is on Tuesdays from 7 until 8.30pm and the Company and Seniors for Primary 7 to S6 meet on Fridays from 7.30 till 9.30. Members, old and new, are most welcome. So please, if you've got grandsons or no neighbours with wee boys or big boys of the right age, let them know that the Boys' Brigade is starting up. And all meetings are held here in Cossyside using the Stowe Street entrance. And it's really good to hear of activities old and new beginning to take place both at both the Outreach Centre and in Cossyside. And finally, I received an email from Second Renfrew Trinity Scout Group. They'll ce celebrate their centenary in November this year and they're keen to source as much memorabilia as possible. And they're simply reaching out to folks. If you were a scout and you've got anything that is of interest to them, their details are on the website. So I have done what I have been asked to do. I've passed that on to folk. And I must try and remember to say to Alan next week, because I think Alan, I don't know if he was a scout, but I think Alan might know I've been connected to Trinity. These are all the intimations. As we come to worship, we are hungry for God. 
or are we satisfied by all the comforts of our life? As we hear God's word, do we want to be fed or have we had enough? Jesus invites us to feast with him. Let us come for all is ready. Let's worship God in hymn 465, Be Thou My Vision, hymn number 465. And now let's come before God in prayer. Let's pray. Jesus, our living bread, we have an appetite for you and we come wanting to feed on your word. 
Jesus, you offer life to the world, eternal life, raising us up on the last day. Keep us hungry for you with the anticipation of a feast of the finest food, food that brings life. O Lord, your word became flesh and lived among us. Thank you that you moved into our neighborhood, that you are present with us right now, dwelling in our hearts and our homes. Holy God, you are worthy to be praised. Holy Spirit, we worship you. Living bread, we adore you. We adore you, Lord, knowing that you love us, and yet, despite all you have done, all you are doing, and all you will do, we still make mistakes, sometimes carelessly, Sometimes we even choose to do the wrong thing. And so, Lord, when we're not as hospitable as you were, when we drain life out of people rather than be life-giving, forgive us, Lord, we pray. When we damage relationships rather than repair them, when we seek self first and don't share who we are, Forgive us, Lord, we pray. Make us whole, Lord. Make us whole today. For you, you, Lamb of God, you paid the ultimate price on the cross. Your body was broken and your blood shed for us, for each one of us. And by your wounds, we are healed and forgiven. And hear us now as we pray together in the words Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had the great privilege of conducting the wedding ceremony of a couple. When I was speaking to the groom, I was reminded of all that needs to be organised and of just how challenging and changeable things have been over the past 18 months. And obviously, every couple, well, they want the day to be perfect. And anyone who has had to organise a wedding reception will know that there are so many things to think about in order to create the perfect occasion for sharing food and fellowship. In this morning's reading from Proverbs, wisdom, well, wisdom seems so in control of her environment. She's built her house and the pillars of all her good qualities that were described in an earlier chapter, prudence, knowledge, discretion, fear of the Lord, hate of evil thoughts, Counsel and sound judgment, understanding and power. This is not a temporary marquee, but the real deal, as we might equally say at a wedding reception, or perhaps in our celebrations of Holy Communion, we use the words come, for all is now ready, for wisdom, her staff are in place, and the invitation is issued. She calls the simple, 
and those who lack judgment to share in her feast so that they will be fed, nourished, energized. Wisdom's food is not just party snacks. It will bring life. So let's listen as Liz reads for us. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 to 6. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maids and she calls from the highest point in the city. Let all who are simple come in here. She says to those who lack judgment, come Eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of understanding. Thank you, Liz. As I said earlier, I talked about a wedding I conducted and I spoke to the groom again last week and we talked a little about all the restrictions for this couple had been limited in the number of guests that could be present. However, what he did say was that because the number of guests were limited, they had the bonus that everybody knew one another. And they were, the tables were laid all ready for their meal, for so often we like to share food with one another. To sit around a table together to share food, to share confidences, to share memories, to renew old friendships and to build new friendships. It has been a long time since we've been able to serve teas and coffees after church and we hope that this will be able to start soon. And for the folks here in St George's, this will be a way in which we can get to know one another, to take time over a cuppa, to make new friends and to renew old friendships to talk about what has been happening in our lives and to talk about what we hope will happen within our church family, within our church family of St George's, about how we, as this congregation, as part of God's church, as Christians, can seek to share the good news with others. So as we think about this, let's worship God in hymn 542, Lord, speak to me that I may speak. Hymn number 542.
Let's listen once more for God's word, this time from John's Gospel. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. How can we hear today's gospel passage not as an instruction for cannibalism, but as an invitation to get as close to Jesus as our breath is to our lungs? Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? John has already given us a description of Jesus' nature in the opening verses of his gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Jesus, the Son of God, in human, physical form, is the incarnation of the Word. His flesh that he offers as food is the very Word of God, which was in the beginning. The life-giving good news, his blood offered as drink, is life through which all things came into being, which he will give up to open eternal life to those who believe. His flesh and his blood, word and life. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Jesus' word is true food, and his life is true drink. He lives in those who take in his word and absorb his life, and they live in him, and they become part of the mission, the work of God that Jesus was sent to do. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a hymn that is new to us. It's hymn number 661. It's a simple tasy song. It's a single verse. The choir will sing it through once and then we will sing it through twice. And let's just remain seated to sing this. So it's hymn number 661. Eat this bread.
The New Testament passage that Liz read for us this morning is not an easy passage to hear, not an easy passage to understand. And I'm sure that we are not alone in struggling with some of the imagery used. Eating flesh and drinking blood. Imagine Peter is confused and he has other things on his mind. So let's listen to the possible musings of Peter. It turned me right off my dinner, I can tell you. All that talk of eating flesh and drinking blood. Ooh, what on earth did he have to do that for? Just on dinner time as well. I sometimes worry about Jesus. Why does he have to talk in riddles? I was really embarrassed too, especially when my neighbour came up and said to me that he thought Jesus was potty. Tell me, he said with a grin as wide as the Jordan on his face, how do you interpret the rabbi's words? Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Well, I didn't know what to say. I just mumbled something about, what do you think he meant? Turning the question round like that, I thought I was being quite clever. Well, I could see he wasn't impressed with my reply though, because he just laughed and went off saying, you haven't a clue, have you? Stick to the fishing, Peter. I felt a bit of a prune. Makes us look as though we don't know what we're doing. Mind you, sometimes I wonder if we do. I'm not the only one that's confused either. Although I sometimes think that I'm the only one that seems to ask any questions. Ah well, I decided it was time for a bite to eat. So I went off to find my wife. Truth is, I wanted to see Reuben. I haven't told you about him, have I? Reuben is our son, just a few weeks old and the apple of his father's eye. I just love him to bits. He's so beautiful. I could eat him up, if you know what I mean. My wife says I've gone really soppy over him, laughing and dancing around the room with him, pretending to gobble him up. But she does it too, I've seen her. Something just happened to me when I first held him in my hands. So small, so vulnerable, so wonderfully made. Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, and blood of my blood, containing my seed of life in his little body. I am consumed with love for him, but I also have a mixture of feelings when I hold him close. Fear and joy, concern and responsibility. Somehow, well, somehow I just want to keep him by me, protect him, provide for him. My son Reuben and me, it's a special relationship, a father and his child. Our anthem this morning is hymn 655, which we'll sing later, so you might like to follow us. Sorry, we've had the anthem. Have we? No, right. Oh. So our anthem this morning is hymn 655, which we'll sing later, so you might like to follow as the choir sings. Have I got the anthem wrong? Right, that's fine. We sung, you sung 655 at the start. I am not doing well this morning. Sorry, we now have the anthem and we've heard 655 earlier. I'll sit down.
Thank you, choir and Maria. I wonder just how much television we've been watching over the past 18 months. I remember in March last year watching the news at lunchtime, at tea time and just before bed. Never mind all the checking on the internet, a constant diet of just what was happening COVID-wise in the UK and abroad. It took me a while to realise that this constant diet of news was not good for me. Never mind the fact that the items you watched were often the same in each bulletin. We need a healthy and a varied diet in so many ways. And yes, I have probably continued to watch a bit more TV than before. And talking of diets, I enjoy cooking. And I do enjoy cookery programmes. And this week, those of you that are like me will have noticed that Celebrity Masterchef returned. Just one of the many food and drink programmes relied upon to bulk out the schedules to be, if you like, part of the staple diet of television. For food and drink is part of our culture. It's no surprise, as without food and drink, we cannot survive. Food and drink, well, they quite literally fuel everything we do and make us just what we are. Just as this is a physical truth, it's a spiritual truth here too. As we heard this morning in John 6, verses 51 to 58, we are urged to feed on the flesh and blood of Christ, the living bread, so that we can renew our lives with the stuff of heaven. Just imagine the quality of those ingredients, better by far than anything that TV contestants have at their disposal. A truly healthy diet leading to a long and everlasting life. And earlier, Peter's meditation or thoughts ended with the words, it's a special relationship, a father and his child. And that is the relationship that God offers to each one of us. The closeness of the perfect relationship of a perfect father and perfect child. Well, no, sorry, perfect father, not so perfect child. As children, we're nourished by our parents. As children of God, we are nourished by God. He offers us food, sustenance that will last forever. The manna he referred to from the Old Testament didn't even last from one day to the next. Manna was provided on a daily basis. And when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. The manna and the bread of the Lord's Prayer offer us the sustenance that we need to support our physical bodies. But the bread, the bread that Jesus offers, his very flesh, his body, that offers us sustenance for all times. For Jesus offers us everlasting life, the bread of life. And I thought about bread, I remembered the word companion. We sometimes talk about husband and wife as being lifelong companions. The word companion means someone with whom we share bread, from com meaning with and pan meaning bread. And you know, it was only as I typed the word pan that I thought of a pan loaf. Don't know if that's the derivation of pan loaf, no matter. But a companion, someone with whom we share bread. And during the past 18 months, we've been really restricted in whom we've been able to 
share food with. For so long, we could only sit at a table with the folks we lived with. And for those of us who lived on their own, how difficult. We also, though, within the church, share in a special meal. We share in the sacrament of Holy Communion. And that has been different recently. But we have found ways. We have found ways as a, co a congregation to share the body and blood of our Lord. And our understanding of what happens when we celebrate Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper may be something that we take for granted. It may be something that we haven't given much thought to recently, but it could be seen as alarming to newcomers as if that's Jesus' first invitation. It is, of course, meant as a way of expressing or allowing Jesus to be as close to us as food is, to achieve a complete oneness with us. And the purpose of this all-consuming relationship, well, it's for our benefit, to feed us with all that is essential to life. For Jesus wants us to rely not on physical food alone, but to receive the nourishment of his life, his word, the word made flesh. And these visceral images of John's gospel, the images of flesh and blood can be challenging in a modern context, but they may have been less so in the past. I came across something that I'd never heard of, the symbol of the pelican in our piety, drawn from a legend that in hard times, a pelican would peck open her own chest in order to feed her young with her blood. And it was used in Christian art for many years. Apparently there is a wonderful example of this in Durham Cathedral. And it was seen as a reminder of Christ's sacrifice for and nurturing of us. And in the little meditation of Peter, he talks of his son Reuben being good enough to eat. Words that many of us may have said of newborns and little children. And then perhaps the image of a mother, a mother breastfeeding her baby, that too can offer us insight into how Jesus hopes to nurture and nourish us, giving us new life from his own. Think of newborns, totally dependent on their parents for everything, very often on mum to breastfeed, to provide of herself the nourishment of her infant. So does that image, the image of a mother breastfeeding her baby, does it offer us any insight into how Jesus hopes to nurture and nourish us, giving us new life from his own? Well, as I think of a mum feeding her child, I have an image of such closeness and such tenderness. And yet, I remember one of my daughters saying to me, Mum, why does no one tell you it hurts? And think of Jesus and what he did for us. It hurts. Jesus offers sustenance and life to us at the expense of his life. He laid down his life that we might have eternal life. Thanks be to God. Amen. We continue in our worship with hymn 655, the hymn the choir sang as an introit. Hymn number 655, For Your Generous Providing.
Our prayers this morning will be led by Liz. Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer. This week we see children returning to school, some for the first time in their young lives. No doubt there will be laughter, excitement, and perhaps a few tears, and not just from the children. We take for granted our education system that is provided for our children to give them the best start in life but we should give heartfelt thanks. Lord, we only have to look at our TV screens to see the children in other parts of the world who do not have that right to education. We see them daily malnourished, starving, infected with disease and illness, and we pray for them. We send money to Christian Aid, Save the Children, Water Aid, and countless other charities to help them but it is never enough. We pray for the people of the world this week whose lives have been affected by the forest fires. Forgive us when we complain about rain. Thousands of people across the world would love to have our rain. They stand watching all that they have disappear in raging infernos, and there is little that can be done to help them. We marvel at the courage of the firefighters as they struggle with what must seem like a hopeless task. Lord, soon we will see the world leaders coming together here in Scotland as they consider what must be done to protect the planet you have given us. We have for years squandered the riches of this planet, polluted the oceans with plastic and waste, contaminated the land with chemicals, ripped the earth apart, mining the rare minerals we need for our must-have smartphones and electronics and the new modern cars. Drilled the land and seas for oil to fuel our homes and cars. Now we must pay the price for our greed. We pray you will give our leaders the wisdom they so desperately need so that we can, at this very late hour, try to save our worldwide home for the children of tomorrow, before there is no tomorrow. Amen. Thank you, Liz. We close this morning's service of worship with hymn 543, Longing for Light, We Wait in Darkness, hymn 543.
Lord, after being fed by your word, Jesus, the living bread, send us out to feed others. Now that we are filled with your Holy Spirit, guide our hands as we offer your life to others. Now that we have the promise of eternal life with you, Lord God, give us your love to share with the world and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.